Welcome to An Unexpected Launch, a series of stories about ordinary people who've navigated extraordinary circumstances. Join us for conversations with women, men, and children involved in mixed orientation marriages or a marriage where one spouse is straight and the other is gay. Janine, who I interview in episode three, introduced me to Mike. I found Janine and Mike when I was searching for stories like mine. In the moment I read about their experiences, I no longer felt so alone. I thought there are people out there like Matt and me. Janine's and Mike's story exemplifies the depths and the complexities of, of love. Mike, I'm so grateful to be speaking with you today. I'm thrilled to add your voice to the conversation. I know that your path hasn't always been easy, but I believe by you sharing your story with us, others are going to find comfort knowing that they're not so alone. I appreciate having your perspective. My ultimate goal with an unexpected launch is to stimulate conversation around uncomfortable topics that ultimately are life. So Mike, welcome to an unexpected launch. Thank you, Kirsten. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So Mike, I'm going to start with, with the same question that, that I asked Janine. And I would love for you to describe the moment that you first fell in love with Janine. Um, absolutely. So I, I, I think um, <laughs> it, it's going to be quite similar, actually. Um, so Janine and I uh, had known one another um, basically since the eighth grade. We grew up in the same neighborhood in Toronto, um, went to the same school, um, had similar circles of friends, but got to know each other in high school. And then in first year university, uh, my roommate at the time, who was Janine's best friend, uh, sort of really introduced us, and we 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 became friends. And you know, I'm a I'm a bit of a crossword geek, and Janine was pretty into crosswords, and we do crosswords together, and we we became good friends. And then slowly our relationship evolved, and we realized that we liked each other. And I, I can't actually remember; um, it was some time ago. Whether it was our sort of our first official date, but we went uh, we went to university in Montreal. And we went to a restaurant called Weinstein and Gavino's for dinner. Um, and we ended up closing the place, literally. And we, we sat down and started talking and started having wine and dinner. Uh, and just the conversation flowed so easily. And we had a lot in common. And we, it, it, yeah, it's just all, all, all of a sudden um, we were being asked to leave because every table around us had uh, all, 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 the, all the chairs on the tables and they were mopping the floor around us. Uh, and they said, thank you for coming, but you two have to go now. <laughs> and it was, it was, um, that, I, I, I'm going to say that is, that is the, that is the night. That is the sort of the moment where I realized what an incredible person Ginny was. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, I, I fell in love with her that night. And there's another, it's not so much a moment, but an experience. Um, I'm the youngest of four kids and I come from a loud, uh, gregarious, boisterous family. Um, and family is very important to me. And when Janine met my family for the first time, she walked into the place like she'd been there forever. Uh, she fit right in. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't intimidated. She wasn't shy. She just, yes, yeah, she walked in as if she had been sort of part of the family forever. And that was, that was a real aha moment for me. Like, oh, this, this girl is cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, I love that 
that both of you share that same memory of closing down the restaurant. And, and Janine described that that very same evening as well in very much the same way. And, and I, I, I love to picture the, the chairs on the table around you as, as you two are just completely um, in the flow and, and getting, you know, enjoying each other's company. So she fit right into your into your family, and um, it felt like she had been there forever. Tell me a little bit about describe your marriage um, before you came out. So we we had a great marriage. We uh, we we uh, um, our marriage was um, it was solid and it was loving and it was fun and it was. You know, we we got together when we were 19 years old. So we, you know, in, in a lot of ways, we grew up together, and our relationship grew with us. And you know, we 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 went to university together. We lived overseas together. Um, moved back to Toronto and, and started careers, and you know, building our our group of friends. Uh, and then, you know, we have three kids, and you know, we were 30 years old when our eldest daughter was born, and. You know, we, we, we had one of those marriages um, that friends of ours, I, you know, I, I, we, were, we were sort of first to have um, kids. And the number of our friends over the years that said, you know, they, they modeled their parenting after the way Janine and I parented, that they, you know, we were a couple that people sort of aspired to. We were, you know, in air quotes, we were Mike and Janine. You know, we were, we were that couple. Um, so, we, yeah, we had a wonderful marriage. A wonderful marriage. Uh, loving, fun. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's exactly um, how Janine describes it. And you know what's interesting, Mike, is that I think that I, I so relate to what you're you're saying because Matt and I were were very much that way as well. Just that that solid couple that was was um, so connected, such partners, and I think this is where some of the complexity of, of these relationships arises. So you had three children. Tell me what you love most about your family. So my family, we, uh, we, we did a really good job of, of, of being parents and putting our kids first, but we also did a really good job of taking care of one another. Um, you know, we, we were always looking out for each other in the raising of our kids. And there was, you know, we parented well and we parented the same. And we, you know, on those days, you know, you have three kids too. In those days when you're, you know, you have three little kids and you're underwater with diapers and sleeplessness and you feel like you're going mental some days and it's just all kinds of crazy car seats and you know, <laughs> sort of the chaos. The, the, the chaos of having a young family and careers is um, we, 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 we balanced it really well. Uh, you know, both Janine and I, you know, I could walk into the room and if Janine was sort of at a breaking point, I, you know, I, I would sort of come in and, you know, not take over, but I could read that she was struggling and she would go and I would take over. And we did that for each other. Um, and our kids, you know, I, I, I think in a lot of ways we lucked out. We have three great kids. Um, and my family was fun. We loved spending time together. We loved, you know, on, on weekends, we were a unit. We were 
going to the farmer's market and riding bikes and going skiing and going to the cottage and hanging out with friends. We just, we loved, we loved being together. Well, and I think that that, that foundation was really what, what set you up is, you know, when I, when I read your, when I read your story and, um, and having talked with Janine and, I think that that foundation was so instrumental in helping you to navigate the complexities of of, of your relationship as, as it evolved. So I'm going to uh, just sort of jump right in. Um, Mike, can you can you pinpoint a, a, a moment or a time when when you knew that you were gay and that you you accepted it because as we'll, we'll kind of get into, there was a little bit of a journey for you, but was there a moment in time where, where you said to yourself and accepted, I'm, I'm a gay man. So there, there was, but I mean, I guess I have to give a a bit of backstory. Um, No, I think my, my, my whole, my whole sexual life, um, there was always an attraction to men. I, I was attracted to men and women. Um, not that I necessarily recognized that or, you know, whether, whether I chose not to accept it or whether I didn't recognize it is something I still struggle with. Um, but there, there was a moment I remember sitting, um, at a, at a, at a, I was at a red light and it was, uh, downtown in Toronto and it was early spring and you know when spring comes and you know people come out of you know we live in we live in Canada so sort of the great white north and people come out of hibernation <laughs> and um, I realized I realized you know women were sort of wearing their spring dresses and people were jogging and bike cycling and I was only looking at the men jogging you know mm-hmm. and it was again it was sort of an aha moment for me um, that you know this 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 attraction this feeling was picking up inside my head um, so there wasn't really a moment and I mean as, as you said because because I had a bit of a I had a bit of a journey um, you know b- between realizing I was gay accepting I was gay and saying I was gay there was I had a couple of years in there uh, and which I'm sure we'll get into um, that I, I, I think in essence eased the transition for, for both myself and Janine mm-hmm you know, one of the things that that really struck me when I was was speaking with Janine, and and this is um, something that that <clears throat> that you both had written about in in some of the information that I had read about you, you you went to Janine as this woman that you love, as your friend, as your partner, and you told her, "Hey, I'm this is something that I'm struggling with. I I have an attraction to men." And I'm, I'm that that you were able to be so vulnerable and honest with her was, I think, just so in- incredible. And so, tell me a little bit about your how you approached sharing your this questioning with Janine. I mean, I guess like every other aspect of of our marriage and our life together, we there were no secrets, and there was this incredible amount of trust between the two of us. And I, I 
I, I, I just realized if, if I can't, if I, if I can't, if I can't share this with Janine, who, who can I share it with and where can I possibly go from here? Um, and it was, you know, there, there were a couple of instances that sort of forced my hand a little bit, um, which Janine was uh, aware of and experienced as well. And I remember, it's, I remember one day, it just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it in anymore. Um, I, I, I had to, I had to tell her, I, I, I owed it to her um, to bring her into this. Um, partly because I, partly because I, you know, there was guilt and shame and fear and partly because I, I, I needed her. I needed her, I needed her help um, because I had no one to turn to. I had no, yeah, I, I, I felt very much alone and uh, I, I needed her. Well, I know that that she was incredibly supportive, and and you know one of the things that when I when I I, I read in your story and Janine talks about um, in our conversation was that she sat down with you. You you went out to your porch with a bottle of wine, and she helped you to write your dating profile as she was helping you through this this period of time where you were really questioning yourself. So you, you, you tell her this is your struggle. Um, did, you, did you fight accepting that you were gay? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, absolutely. I, I mean, in the, you know, in the, in the, in the two years, uh, in the two years when I, you know, sort of after I admitted to Janine that I, I had these feelings for men, uh, and, and I, I, I met someone, um, as it turns out, um, it was a fairly fortuitous meeting, um, who was going through the exact same thing with his wife, and he had children, and we were very much on parallel paths. Um, so in that two years where I was sort of exploring my new feelings toward men and my sexuality with Janine's support. Uh, and, and, and of course, throughout that time, the, there were a lot of, for everyone's safety, there were parameters around that exploration. And, you know, of course, there should have been. Um, so in that two years, Janine and I really sort of cocooned. Um, we didn't let anybody in. Um, I think I think for fear of being... Uh, you know, you know, for Janine, how can you possibly be doing this? How can you let your husband do this? And towards me, how can you possibly be doing this to your wife? So it was a real, um, yeah, I mean, the best way to describe it is Janine and I cocooned and didn't let anyone in. And as time went on, I stopped sleeping. Um, I was, I was anxious. I was panicky. You know, I spent days just feeling like I was screaming at the top of my lungs inside my head and I had no escape. And it was, it was very scary. Um, and I guess the other part of that is I felt, and I, I have to, I have to specify again, not that I was unhappy in my marriage, but there was something, there was something very serious happening inside me and it, this shift. And part of me felt, you know, who, who am I to be able to break the rules? You know, what, what, you know, if, if, if I, if I accept this and I face this, you know, there's a lot of people that face, um, unhappiness in their marriage and distress in their marriage and feelings of maybe wanting to, you know, have a different life or, or, or whatever. And, and, and it just, I, I just felt, 
there was sort of an, an arrogance. Like, who, who am I to think that I can do this? Mm-hmm. And, and I guess in, uh, it was in August of 2016, um, things sort of came to a breaking point for me. And I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And I think what finally, you know, you asked what led me to accept it. It was, it was partly because I knew that I really didn't have a choice. This, this wasn't, this wasn't really, a, uh, this wasn't a choice I was making. It was a, it, it was who I am. Um, and I struggled terribly with, well, I, I could just bury it and I could, you know, I, I have a good marriage. I have you know, a loving wife. One, we have a wonderful family. We have wonderful friends, you know, just, just let it be. But that, as it turns out, was not uh, was neither a feasible nor a tenable attitude. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> it's something that you can think about in the abstract in the moment. But uh, to, to live that as a lifetime would be um, an incredible burden. So you 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 come to an acceptance and you realize that you need to be true to who you are walk me through how you prepared to tell Janine that that you're gay oh Kirsten I wish I could tell you that I did prepare <laughs> I, 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 I did and I, I, as, as you know how it came out I, I literally blurted it out at the at the dining room table on a Saturday morning, and it just the words, the, it literally, it's it, it, the words just came out of my mouth. I'm gay. It, it wasn't, it wasn't premeditated. It, it wasn't prepared. It was, you know, I could have done it so much better. But I guess in hindsight, is there any good way or situation to say that? Um, but you know, we were hosting on my daughter's book club, and it, it, yeah, it, the words just came out of my mouth. I'm gay. I literally, the it took those two words. That's, that's, so I wish that, I wish I could say there was I wish I could say there was more preparation and more care put into it, but unfortunately there wasn't. So how did it? How did you feel once those two words came out of your mouth? Well, it was sort of a surreal experience because the minute I said it, the minute I let it out of my head and my heart and my stomach. It was like a weight immediately lifted off my shoulders. Um, but that was that was paired with the look on Janine's face as the rug was completely pulled out from under her. So there was a there was a really different. I mean, the juxtaposition of those two realities happening at that moment it was it was almost unbearable because. I felt freer and I I just, I saw Janine's face just say my life as I know it is over, which was really hard to watch. And we also, we had no time to, we had no time to um, deal with it. We, we had, we had kids coming over for book club and we were taking them on a field trip. I mean, real life was minutes away and we had to, we had to keep moving. And, you know, I, I, I thought in hindsight, maybe that was sort of the best thing. We both, I think we both kind of shut down that day. Um, I, I, I mean, I certainly went numb. And I think Janine did too. 
and yeah, it was um, it, it was it was it was a uh, it was a terrifying day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's this interesting. You've got this this relief. You know, you've 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 put it out there to the world. You've put it out there to the person that you love, and it's it's um, a relief, and it and it's terrifying. So as you and you, so you have things to do. You have life. You have these three children, and you you want to keep moving forward. And and I know for both of you that your family is. Uh, you put your family first and you have these three children that you're raising. How did you navigate those, those weeks and months after you, you came out? Very carefully. Um, you know, again, you know, Janine being Janine, she was, she was so supportive and so, um, Caring, and we, you know, we we realized that our, our priority was our kids. Um, making sure we told them well and explained well what was happening and why. And we did, you know, our our our, our kids were quite young. Our, our eldest daughter, um, you know, she understood the sexuality component to some degree. Our, our two little ones, they, they didn't understand the sexuality piece at all. And, and they didn't even really understand that Janine and I were separating um, until it actually happened. You know, Janine, I'll be finding an apartment. And, and, and I think our, our, our biggest uh, mission was to keep things as normal and as status quo as they had been before. Um, you know, I, I, I looked for an apartment close to our family home uh, where Janine and the kids were. I was there for breakfast, I was there for after school and dinner and bath time and story time and bedtime. And we tried to keep life as normal as possible to make the transition for the kids as easy as possible. And again, you know, Janine and I, we, we, we planned very carefully, you know, telling our friends and telling our families. And I think again, there was a lot of a lot of fear on both of our parts, you know, of being um, you know ridiculed or gossiped about. It just both of us the, the the thought of sort of being fodder for the gossip mill was almost more than we could deal with. Um, but we slowly let you know our really close circle of friends in. Um, we slowly let our families in and. You know, for all the fear and all the worry, it was, everyone was so, I mean, there was a sadness. There was a, there was a deep sadness. There was a little tears from everybody, um, you know, that we were splitting up. Um, but the, there was also this tremendous support. We were, I think we were able to do it as well as we did, not only because Janine and I cared for one another, um, but because we were so supported and championed by our wonderful family and friends. I think that that's so important to have those those people around you when you're going through this time that it's so scary. It's so there's so many things that are so unknown. I think that people don't there people just really can't understand what you're going through. So you had your family and friends to to turn to, but during this time, this transition time as you're 
you're trying to understand yourself as you've you you you've got this identity now that you have you can embrace and accept and you're moving through a transition in your family what resources did you use besides your friends and family to support you through this time well it's funny Kirsten there wasn't really there wasn't really a lot out there that I found that sort of resonated with my situation um there's a there's a, a group called Gay Fathers of Toronto, um, and I, I went to a couple of their meetings, and I just I, I was I was at a place where I it was almost like limbo. Um, I didn't really feel like a gay man because I was trying to, you know, my focus was in getting my family through this. So it I, I was sort of in, I was sort of in limbo. So my real I, I had a great therapist um, that I found. Um, you know, Janine and I had found a wonderful, a wonderful therapist that we spoke to sort of over the two years of my admitting my attraction to men. And, you know, once I came out as gay, um, Janine continued to see her and I found someone different and he was great. He was, he was wonderful. And he, um, he was a great resource for me. But again, my, my two rocks throughout this were Janine and, and my uh, current partner. Um, who was the man that I had met and explored with sort of in the early stages of, of me realizing my attraction to men. So there wasn't a, there wasn't a ton of resources that I had um, available. But <laughs> what I did have was amazing. Well, and to be honest, you know, th- that's one of the reasons that I ultimately started this this concept of the unexpected launch because I think for individuals in your situation and individuals in in my situation I had there 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 were a few resources out there but I like you I just didn't connect with them they weren't there they just weren't resonating with me and there just isn't a lot of information out there and and that's why I'm so appreciative of of you being so honest and and sharing because this is a really complex situation and and people do they feel so alone and to know that there are others who are going through something that that helps us feel less isolated it helps us feel more connected to to individuals what would you say um has been the most difficult aspect of of your situation I mean, I, I, I guess finding finding myself in this. Um, I don't, you know, I, I'm 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 a gay man, but I I'm a dad, and I'm a you know, I I, I, I all my friends. I still live sort of a straight lifestyle. Um, and, you know, my my partner is also a, a father, and so it's been, my life is still very much revolves around. I'm not going to say a straight life, but a family-centric life. So I think, you know, and, and this will take time, but, and it's not even really a challenge. I think it's just, a, it, it's it's the next phase of my journey is sort of discovering who I am and, and embracing my identity as a gay man. But 
but I, I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't necessarily see that as a, as a, as a challenge, more of another part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're always evolving, right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so one of the things that, as I've been going on my own journey, um, though there have been some incredibly challenging moments, some really beautiful moments that, that have come out, what would you say has been the biggest gift of your journey? Oh my goodness, I could go on and on about this. I, I think at the, at the fundamental level, it's the power of love. Um, and, and realizing that, that love and family can take any shape and any form. And we're lucky enough to live in a, a time and a, a part of the world where there isn't, there isn't so much fear and there isn't so much, you know, I, I, and I use the word normal family or conventional family again in quotes. It's, it's, I, I, I find that term to be, uh, you know, almost outdated. You know, and we we're lucky enough to live in a, in a city in a neighborhood in that city that is very um, progressive, especially where this is concerned. You know, our, our kids have so many of their friends at school who have two moms or two dads or one dad or one mom. You know, it, all of their families take these different forms. And you know, as 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 our family changed and took on sort of a less conventional role. You know, we started calling it the new normal and seeing my kids embrace that was probably the biggest gift of this experience for me. You know, I remember my, my partner lives uh, an hour away and we spend a lot of time on the road, um, you know, so we can spend weekends together. And I remember saying to my eldest daughter one day, you know, do you, do you, do you mind, you know, how do you feel about this new family and this new, you know, being on the road and, and all this change. And she said, well, daddy, what's wrong with more people to love and more people loving you? Hmm. And I think I, I, I think I burst into tears at that moment because there was, there is so much, you know, as a parent, you want to keep your kids safe and you don't want to, disrupt their world and you want them to feel loved and secure. And and I think my biggest fear and I think Janine's as well was making sure that our kids felt loved and secure because if kids feel loved and secure, they can do anything and they're they'll they'll feel safe. And so I think that's the biggest that's the biggest gift of this journey for me is how everyone has embraced the new normal and and how successfully we're all moving forward together. That's so beautiful. And I absolutely love what your daughter said. And, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that I really struggle with is the concept that I'm not a mom and I'm using air quotes full time. I had a really difficult time not being with my children every moment of the day and sharing time with, with their dad. And I was crying on the couch of my therapist and and telling her this and she said you know when you talk about your your children and your relationship with your children 
you are you are closer to your children than ever. And it's interesting because the conversations that I've had with my boys uh, since Matt came out are on a completely different level than I would have ever had. And there's this it this it is a new normal and you you def, you have these in-depth conversations that you may not have had otherwise and and that's one of the gifts is is the times that I'm feeling sad that I'm not with my children all the time I think but the moments that I am with my children they are real and they are deep and um so I I just I I absolutely love that and you know I we used to be we called ourselves the Duncan Five, and I'm now <laughs> referring to us as Duncan's 2.0. As we, it's just as we evolve and we're a, a new, you know, we are still a family, and that's something that Matt and I have always said to our children. We are always a family. We just look a little bit different than we than we did before. Well, and that's an ex- that's an excellent point, and it's so true. And. You know, I, I, I think because my, because my kids were younger, um, the conversations were, were, I think, were probably different uh, than the ones you had because your boys were, were older when all this came to, came to light for them. But nonetheless, it, you're absolutely right that it, it's, it, it's hard being away from your kids. But I know... I know that, you know, when my kids go to Janine and her partner for the week, you know, we have 50-50 custody, there's not a moment of, of worry or concern because Janine is Janine and Janine, you know, it's, it's such a wonderful feeling. It's, even though things are changing, there's no, there's no anxiety and I don't, it's funny, I don't feel any guilt and I love it when they're with me. I mean, it's, it's sort of, it's challenging a bit when, when I have them because I, 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 I'm alone. I'm the, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the cooker and the cleaner and the washer and the hugger and the driver and the, and and it can be, it can be challenging, but at the same time, so rewarding. And it's, you know, it's a change for everybody. And it's, it's really, it's really wonderful to see everybody embracing it. You know, it's, I, I, I bought a house three streets away from Janine's house and the kids can walk back and forth and, you know, there's, it's really, I love watching them sort of roll with it and they're rolling with it really well. Well, kids are really resilient and it goes back to what you said earlier. You know, as long as you're loving them, that's, that's the important part. And the thing that just so inspired me about your story, you and, and Janine, is is how you were there for your children united and as you always had been. I mean, there was nothing different. That's just who you were at your at your core. Um, Mike, what advice do you have, <clears throat> excuse me, for gay spouses who are you, who are in your situation? It's a really good question. Um well, I mean, I, I think I'd say seek out <laughs> seek out platforms like the ones you're creating, Kirsten, certainly, um, and realize that you're not alone, and, and you, you you will feel alone, and every family is different, and you know the way people, you know the way the way a spouse would react to this news is different uh, in every family, so there's no, and there's no panacea that I that anyone can offer that can 
guarantee you that you're going to be okay, but I guess just don't feel alone and, and, you know, let your spouse in for better or for worse, because they're your spouse and you can't do this alone. You just can't do it alone. You can, you, you can try to, and you can think you can, but, and that's, and I think that's something that I, I, that I realized that was a very pivotal moment for me was, you know, this happened when I was 40 years old and a big part of this was realizing that I, 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 I was, I was, and if I stayed in my marriage, I would continue to hold Janine emotionally hostage. And I think I realized along the way that there was an inevitability to my coming out, whether, you know, whether it happened in five years or 10 years, I, I, I feel like I could not have endured had I chosen to, to bury it. And there are a number of reasons why I think that would have failed. So. Yeah, I, th- I think my advice is don't feel alone and you're not the only person going through this. And yeah, um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It might be a hard, it might be a hard journey, harder than, harder than mine, harder, harder than some others. Um, but just be true, be true to yourself. Because I think at the end of the day, it benefits everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I think that when we're we're open with who we are, that's when we can start having those real connections. And, um, you know, as hard as it was on me when Matt came out, I was and am so proud of him and and really so happy for him to to be able to live his true life. And, and ultimately, that's that's what's so important and how we can really make the most of, of what we have. So tell me, um, as you think about your future and your children's future, what's your greatest hope? Oh, my greatest is simple. Just that, just that my family continues to thrive and grow and, um, you know, care, carry on what we've started, um, which is, embracing who we are now and realizing that, you know, there is a lot of love and and everybody's okay. And I think that's my greatest hope. It's simple that we just, that we continue on the path that we're on uh, as successfully that I feel uh, we've started down this path. Well, by, by all accounts and talking with both you and Janine, your, your family is thriving and, um, you you have such a a beautiful story and it's so inspiring and and what i love about your story and janine's story and why i'm so happy to be speaking with you is you you exemplify that that ability to create something beautiful and though there is this complexity um you have such a beautiful family and your children are so loved and, and I'm, I'm certain that they know that. And you're just, you and Janine are, are both an inspiration. Mike, is, is there anything that you and I haven't touched upon that you would like people to know? Um, 
No, I, I, I think I think we've covered it. I, I, I guess at the at the heart of it, I, I just um, be true to yourself, and yeah, be true to yourself, and 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 no matter how much fear there is, um, you know, with with love and support, you can you can get through anything. You can overcome anything, and you know, you you've experienced it with your family, Kirsten, and I've experienced it with mine, and. There, there are probably many others out there. It just, yeah, it's, it's not an easy journey and it's not an easy path. Um, but it's, it's one you have to take. <laughs> and I, I guess, and I guess, sort of going back to my greatest hope. My greatest hope is that for everybody out there going through this, that they can find peace and that they can find new hope and new happiness. I I think that's, uh, I think that's it. Well, I absolutely love that. And, and Mike, I want to thank you so much for speaking with me today, being so honest. It's not easy. And I know that your voice is going to inspire so many individuals and, really help them feel that they're not alone. And I really appreciate, I know it's not, you know, it's not easy to put ourselves out there and, and talk about the things that are, are uncomfortable and difficult. So I am so appreciative of your honest voice and you are such an inspiration to me. And I just want to thank you for a wonderful conversation. It's been such a pleasure. Well, my pleasure. And, you know, I, I think what you're doing is great, Kirsten. I think you're, uh, you're blazing a trail, certainly, and I hope that, uh, <laughs> that what you're doing re- reaches reaches many, many ears. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share an unexpected launch with a friend. Aiden Duncan produced this episode and composed the music.